Section 6 of The Artist or Young Lady's Instructor in Ornamental Painting, Drawing, etc. by B. F. Gandhi. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Grecian Painting, Lesson 5. Today, Ellen, I am to show you how to prepare your own surfaces for Grecian painting. If you can purchase them ready prepared, I recommend you to do so on several accounts. It will indeed be considerably less expense to you to purchase, but as you may have some difficulty occasionally in getting them properly prepared, it will be well to know how to prepare them yourself. I have with me some mill boards prepared for oil painting. These you can buy of various sizes and different thicknesses at any shop where drawing materials are sold. I shall now put out the contents of the smaller box which I brought at first. It contains a packet of white marble dust, which, when more is wanted, may be readily procured at a stonemason's. Be particular to have it ground very small, and sifted through fine muslin yourself afterwards. The other articles are a bottle of nut oil and one of mastic varnish, thin bladders of colour, flake white, yellow ochre and number two chrome yellow, a white brush, which is called a sash tool, like the paste brush, and the darker one made of badger's hair and called a sweetener. I put the point of my penknife into the body of each bladder and press out about a teaspoonful of white into a jar or teacup, with a very small quantity of yellow ochre and chrome yellow. I add two teaspoonsful of nut oil and also of mastic varnish, and mix them well with the white brush to make the light buff colour most generally required. I need scarcely mention that more of each yellow added will produce a stronger colour if you desire it, while more white will make it paler. This colour I spread equally over the prepared board with the light brush, smoothing it first lengthways, then across sideways. I now take the sweetener, and without any colour, brush lightly across the streaks of paint, first in one direction, and then in a different one, to remove the ridges of colour left by the other brush, for however carefully it may have been put on, you will find the stiff brush will leave the marks of the hairs. When I have smoothed it with the badger's hair brush, I put the marble dust into a jar and tie over a piece of fine muslin and then shake it on the painted surface by knocking the handle of the sweetener against the side of the jar while held over the paint. I continue to do this until the whole is covered, having the appearance of fine flowers scattered over it. And holding it sideways, I look towards the light to see if any part of the surface shines. If it does, I add more marble dust until all the glazed appearance is gone. When I knock it sideways upon the table or some hard surface to shake off all the loose dust, after which it must be put away for a week to let the paint harden, taking care that nothing is put on it in the meantime. Are we to wait a whole week before it is finished? If so, this will be but a short lesson. Those we begin today must not be finished until the end of a week, 
but that you might see the whole process of preparing at once i have brought with me a board which i did last week as far as we have done this to-day and can therefore proceed with it being the same size as that you have only to suppose a week has passed and you may then imagine i am proceeding with the same board first i brush it well with a clothes brush to take off the loose dust now pass your finger lightly over it and you will perceive its extreme roughness dear me it is quite sharp i am surprised at this i thought you sifted the marble dust so fine that it would scarcely present an uneven surface surely such large grits as i feel could not have passed through the muslin no it is occasioned by the paint which in drying binds several particles together and makes them feel as one to get rid of this roughness i take some fine sandpaper and rub it against another piece of sandpaper lightly to remove its extreme harshness and then rub to and fro on the prepared surface until it is as smooth as i wish it i take great care not to rub it too much as that would remove all the marble dust and the colours would not adhere which would be a greater error than leaving it a little too rough it must now be brushed again when it will be fit for use either immediately or at any future time will you tell me what errors i am likely to commit in preparing these boards that i may endeavour to guard against them it seems so very simple to see you do them that i fancy i can scarcely fail to do them right at once i will tell you the difficulties i met with myself at first i put the paint on considerably too thick and the consequence was that it took a very long time to dry and indeed never got thoroughly hard but always remained lumpy and excessively rough i then went to the other extreme put it on so thin that directly i applied the glass paper the marble dust came off so freely that it was too smooth to hold the colours in painting and before i thought of the plan of rubbing one piece of glass paper against another i found that it always left some long scratches across the board which appeared when the painting was done another thing that gave me trouble was the difficulty of making the paint dry hard in damp weather this i accomplished by adding to the paint when i mixed it a little sugar of lead ground in oil i may add that the muslin which i used at first was much too coarse on which account the marble dust came out so fast that it gave a cloudy appearance to the surface i recommend you to be careful to keep your brushes in a fit state for use always clean them immediately after painting with them wipe out the paint with an old rag first then pour a few drops of spirits of turpentine on the brush and wipe it again afterwards wash it with common yellow soap and water i have been thus particular in mentioning these things with a view to prevent any feeling of discouragement when little difficulties arise not with the expectation that all such difficulties will be avoided there are so many ways of falling into error in everything we attempt that is new to us that practice only can make us perfect if all the errors that are likely to be committed in the acquirement of any art were brought together and presented to the student's notice at once i am persuaded it would raise such a mountain of difficulties to be avoided or overcome that many would be so appalled as to be induced to give up the attempt 
who would otherwise undoubtedly have succeeded. I have therefore arrived at this conclusion that wherever I perceive a wish and an effort to succeed, encouragement should form the chief ingredient in the advice administered to the young student. Then, Charlotte, as you give me abundant encouragement, I may, without any large measure of conceit, conclude that you discover on my part some little diligence and perseverance? Oh, yes, certainly. You are really quite a prodigy of attention and cleverness. Indeed, Charlotte, you are too severe? Not at all, my love. Whenever my friends look out for praises, I give them more than they can desire, as the readiest means of bringing them to their senses. Well, I shall take the hint, as I am sure you mean it kindly. I am only glad Mamma did not happen to be present just now. But here she comes, so if you please, Charlotte, don't allude to it, lest it raise a smile at my expense. Well, Ellen, how does your painting proceed? Are you still improving, and pleased with your new art? I am come to make a demand upon your generosity. Your friend Maria is to be married next month, and I beg you to prepare something as a present for the occasion. I think a pair of nicely painted pictures, with handsome frames and glass, will be highly acceptable. They can be hung in the recesses on each side of the chimney-piece in Maria's boudoir. But I must refer to you, Charlotte. Will your pupil be able to accomplish anything worth giving? By the time you mention, Ellen may paint three or four subjects for further improvement, and will then possess sufficient confidence to produce two larger ones as a present for the occasion. I shall be very pleased to make the trial, Mamma, and when they are done, you shall decide upon their fitness for the purpose. Do you think we could contrive to have them hung up without Maria's knowledge, and call the next morning to hear her real opinion of them before she is made acquainted with the donor? Any approbation she would express would then be so genuine. You make me smile, Ellen. Young people always look on the bright points of their fancied scenes. Might we not with equal justness say that any defect she might refer to would be equally genuine? This, however, will not lead me to reject your plan. On the contrary, I am so pleased with the thought that I will get Maria's mamma to join us in the secret, and with her assistance it can easily be managed. If they should be condemned, Ellen, you must make up your mind to set to work again and finish a better pair. That condition I cheerfully accept. I hope you will also bear in mind that you intended to begin to prepare some articles for Lady C.'s sale. Have you planned any yet? Perhaps you can think of something for us, Charlotte. I would recommend Ellen to draw two landscapes for a pair of hand-screens. I think they are always sought after at the fancy sales. And then I would have two others done, which can be made up either as a manuscript music book or filled with tinted blotting papers for a writing portfolio, and others may be done on the prepared paper and fixed upon the ornamented tablets, embossed boards or plain tinted paper, as many who visit the sales look out for something to put into their own or their friends' scrapbooks and it occurs to me that if five or six very pretty original paintings were made up into a book with handsome embossed boards for covers tastefully tied at the back with ribbons and the words scrapbook neatly written on the outside in gold letters it would form a pleasing gift for laying on the drawing-room table there ellen charlotte has mentioned enough to fill your hands for a month to come 
i shall hope in a short time to witness such a display of work and ingenuity as will excite my admiration we are greatly indebted to your cousin for taking so much trouble and care to put you in the way to furnish your friends with presents yes indeed mamma it is very kind of charlotte for you know when she mentions these things she must be aware that i shall need her assistance to execute them i am very greatly obliged to her i hope as soon as i succeed well enough in the grecian painting charlotte will teach me the other arts which she kindly promised i propose leaving you for a week ellen and upon my return shall be happy to give you a lesson in japan painting in the meantime you will proceed with the drawings for the purposes referred to i shall beg you to finish at least one every day and also prepare a few boards ready for the painting if nothing very particular occurs to prevent i will do as you request what paper shall i use for the preparation you can get some ready prepared for oil painting at the artist's color shops and proceed with it just as with the boards End of section six.